Welcome home, Middle. How are you doing today? That's right. The few, the mighty that weren't scared by Halloween to come out this morning. Not everybody could do it. Some people are like, I don't know. I don't know if I should travel. May not want to do it. May not want to do it. But you did it. And so we are here for you, and we are worshiping community here at Middle Collegiate Church. Is this our third worship here at Calvary? I lose count. There's been so many, but I think it's our third. And so we're so happy to have you. Today, as you know, it, it is Halloween, but it is also the beginning of the celebration of Dia de los Muertos that we do in Mexico. So it's a remembrance of all those people before us. And so this morning, I greet you as John Charles Garza del Cueto. Garza was my mother's maiden name. And so if we had kept the Hispanic tradition, then Garza would have been my middle name. I greet you on behalf of my mother who has passed and all the ancestors who brought me here to this moment because you have your own set of ancestors that have made it possible for you to be in these pews this morning, whether you realize it or not. You are here for a reason. It is by design and not by accident. So this morning we greet you and we welcome you to Middle Collegiate Church. And as we like to do, we take a beautiful centering breath, if you would do that with me now. One more time. May the breath of our ancestors always be in us and around us and guide us with all of the wisdom that was collected. And at this moment, Middle, we are going to have new members, and they might appear here if it happens. New members. Okay. Hi, I'm Danielle. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm in Richmond, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Joy Schroeder. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm from Shelton, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Karen Osicki. My pronouns are she and her, and I'm from, I live in Garrettsville, Ohio. Amen. There are small miracles happening, Middle. You don't know this. But that screen does not always work. Somebody needs to give thanks this morning. Somebody needs to give thanks because they don't understand. They don't understand the blessing. Okay. Now, if you have your QR code and you have your bulletin, that's really important at this point for this next song. Without the bulletin, it's going to be a tough sell on this next song because it is in Spanish. So I'm going to give you an option. It is in English also. So if you have trouble with Spanish, just keep singing, keep singing to English. You'll be good. But we're going to do both for you in English and in Spanish.
right? The music is moving. So if you're silent, you're like, uh -uh, I'm not going to move. You can't make me move. And the, the ancestors are like, you should really move at this point because it was meant for movement, right? We're gonna go through the English part, so that's right, you can stand too. We're gonna go through the English part and sing this with you too, so get ready. MFAA, but stay standing. Would you play that one more time? Just play through it. Yes, Daryl Starport. Can I hear a little of this? Are instruments middle you can use them in worship as instruments that's all I wanted to say amen have a seat <laughs> all right good morning church family y'all got more energy than that good morning church family Good morning, church family in person. Good morning, church family virtual. So glad to be with you all on this Sunday morning in person with you here. For those gathering virtually, so good to be with you also. We are going into our message for all ages, so if we got some young people present or just some young people at heart, you're more than welcome to come to the front at this time. Amen. We got a couple coming up right now. Excellent, excellent. For the young ones joining us online, this is for you as well. The young folks at, at Heart Online, this is for you as well. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see y'all. So I have a question. Just a, just, a, just, a, just a quick little question. How many of you all have ever made a mess? Yes? Oh, sit down. My fault, y'all. Forgive me. So you, say you, so you raise your hand and say that you've made a mess before. Okay, and so what kind of mess was it? Did you, did you spill something? Like spill some, like some milk or maybe some water or some juice? Maybe you spilled some food on the floor or maybe you spilled uh, some, some food on the floor. I know I've made messes. And so what tends to happen when we make a mess? What happens? Tend to... One more time. You can't really see the floor. Yeah, that is true. That is true. You can't really see the floor. Things get a little sticky. 
maybe on the floor too, depending on what you spill, what kind of mess you make. But what happens when you make, oh, go ahead, what, make, what happens? You need to clean it up. That's right. And so when you need to clean it up, oftentimes it's important that for those who make messes, that we don't treat them any sort of a, in a mean way or a bad way when messes happen. Why? Because accidents happen, right? It's important that when messes happen, we treat people with kindness. You know, that means we treat people with love, right? Because all of us make a mess. All of us experience messes. And so right now, we find ourselves, church, in a messy time. We're in a messy time of trying to, to work out what does it mean to, to be in person here in this sanctuary? What does it mean to be virtual? And all of us trying to come together and have one big church experience. This is messy for us to do. But one of the best ways that we can clean it together, try to keep it clean together, is by treating each other with love, treating each other with kindness. All right, our scripture this morning, and our preacher is going to talk more about it, but one of the scribes was talking to Jesus and, 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 and asked Jesus, like, what was the most important law of all the laws in the Bible? And Jesus says that the, uh, the Lord our God is one, and we must love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we must love our neighbors as ourselves. And so the best way to, to clean up a mess is love. And so should you ever make a mess, remember first to love yourself, because it's okay to make a mess. Love your neighbor, love your sister, love your brother, love your siblings, love your parents, because sometimes they make messes, all right? And then also, it's okay if you make a mess to ask for some help, because we're all neighbors in this together, trying to figure it out as one community, one church, one family. Does that sound like a plan for us? That sound good? Thumbs up? I like it. All right, so if you all would just pray with me real quick, and then we're going to keep on going with our worship this morning. And so, God, we want to, first of all, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to continue to gather together in not just a messy way, but also a beautiful, messy way, that all types of people are able to be together as one church, whether we are in person, whether we are virtual, whether we're in, we're in New York, whether we're in Massachusetts, in Los Angeles, maybe even as far as Paris, France. But all of us are one church, one family. And so help us, God, in these, as Jackie calls them, hot mess times to not forget our love for each other, not to forget our connection as siblings in Christ. Be with us in this day and forever. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen? All right. Bilingual Siahamba like we did last week, if you would join us. Marcharemos. No, we're going to do that again. We can do it again. Do it again. We got a do over now. Here we go. You know what? Boop, 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 boop. Marcharemos en la luz de Dios. Marcharemos en la luz de Dios. We are marching. We are marching in the light of God. We are marching in the light of God. Marcharemos.
Hi, Middle. It's good to see you. OK, so there are announcements. I'm going to um, try and get them all right. Um, there's going to be a few of them just like, you know, you know, you all roll with the punches. Hi, everybody online. Good to see you. OK, so um, in case you didn't know, today's Halloween. I don't know if you rode the train today or yesterday, <laughs> the day before. It was Halloween out in New York. Um, we are doing some trick-or-treating on the steps. Um, you'll see Elise, and uh, who's back there, and she's got the cutest costume. Um, so maybe get yourself a treat. And I think Alicia's online doing a thing. Is that right, Alicia, or did I just make that up? And Alicia's online doing a thing. One, boom, okay. Number two, um, Hablamos is doing a uh, Dia de los Muertos. Amanda's holding the sign there. Um, it is a walk starting at 1245 here. Uh, bring photocopies of pictures, images, flowers, or tokens as offerings of remembrance uh, to our beloved. Um, there's also a virtual celebration, and you can register for that on Zoom, online peeps. Um, we are worshiping on the, well, actually, let me say one more thing before I say that. Next Sunday, the 7th, we are doing our congregational meeting. Amanda, is that at 9.30 a.m.? At 9.30 a.m. online. Please join us there so that you know what's happening in the world of middle and how we're continuing to rise. It is really, really important that you come to that particularly you people who are online. Um, on the 14th, we are worshiping at Riverside Church. So we will not be here in this space. We will be at Riverside. I just kind of like the whole like roaming that we get to do in this transitional period that we're in. So I hope that you will embrace that as well. Join us there. Jackie will be preaching. And speaking of Jackie, you all know she has a book coming out. Okay. Please go purchase the book. We're going to do a reading together that will start um, on the 28th. So you still have a little bit of time to go ahead and make sure that you get the book. Okay? Yay. I said all the things. I'm going to take a breath. I hope that you will take one with me as we enter into a time of prayer together. And that prayer this Sunday is a song. Thank you, Natalie. Uh, the prayer is a song but it's a song we hope you join us in. Uh, it comes from a community called Taizai, and it's a centering and it's a grounding prayer, and it's sung. So what we want to invite you to do is we want to invite you to embody the prayer, to feel the vibrations around you, to feel the vibrations of others as it rises like incense into the universe, into God's hands, and it gives us peace, and assurance in the midst of what seems like chaos.
And now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples in whatever language you know and whatever version you know. It can also be found in your bulletin. You can text that number to receive that information. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Before we pass the piece, I need to make one little correction adjustment. Elise's pronouns are they, them. I don't think I said that earlier, but just in case nobody else knew that, I know, I just keep messing it up. I'm so sorry. Pass the piece <laughs> with all of those around you. There's a camera there if you could pass to your online people. Peace be with you, Middle Church.
like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. A long Reverend Amanda, and I use she, her pronouns. Today's scripture comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. Hear a word now from the Lord. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that which he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart 
and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. This is the written word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now it is my honor to introduce our esteemed theologian preacher of the day, who is preaching to us live from Colorado. So this is a new thing that we get to try in this experimental hybrid space. The Reverend Dr. Miguel de Buenos la dias. How do we love God with all our heart and all our soul and all our strength and all our mind? What we know is that Isaiah gives us how not to love God. In the very first chapter, Isaiah says that how we worship God, the offerings that we've been giving, makes God sick. It sickens God. The burnt offerings um, were something God learned to despise because they became rituals. They just became um, a way of moving through a service that was connected to nothing. Many churches have evolved this burnt offering to a Sunday worship in where God is mentioned, we all intellectually feel good, but nothing happens. You see, the gospel is not a noun, it's a verb, in the same way that the word love is a verb. St. Francis of Assisi has been credited with saying that I will preach the gospel in every opportunity I have. And when all else fails, I will keep my I will open my mouth. In other words, for Francis of Assisi, the preaching of the gospel was not speaking. The preaching of the gospel was doing. My dear friend and colleague, Tink Tinker, an indigenous scholar, has rejected Christianity because of what was done in the name of Christianity to his people. And the one thing he constantly um, pushes me on is, is telling me not to talk about Jesus, but to become Jesus. And maybe loving God it's not about talking, nor is it about the right act, the right beliefs, but rather the doing, the, the being of Jesus. One of the major problems with Eurocentric Christianity is that it is rooted on a correct set of beliefs, not so much action. Salvation has been reduced to a correct doctrine. If you believe what I believe, then you're saved. Correct doctrine becomes the cornerstone of Eurocentric theology and philosophy. There's this um, uh, fancy word called orthodoxy, which means right 
belief. And many from the global South has responded that it's not correct belief that's important, but rather orthopraxis, correct action. When we get to heaven, we're gonna find out we were all wrong anyway. So why waste our times trying to determine what's the correct doctrine? Instead, let our actions reveal the doctrine and the faith that we claim to have. The, uh, James right, says it best, uh, uh, faith without action is dead. To, 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 to have belief, to say I love, but never engage in the act of love makes God vomit. So how do we love God? According to Eurocentric Christianity, it really developed as the opposite of this love we're supposed to have for God. One can argue it is rooted really in hatred. In the name of the European Jesus, genocide of indigenous people um, was justified. As, as preachers um, in early uh, pre-colonial um, America would refer to the indigenous people as the Canaanites, as the Hittites, as the Jesuits, uh, the same, and, and we know in the biblical text what happened to those people. Um, the Eurocentric faith of Christianity justify uh, the slavery of Africans. In, the, in an attempt to save their souls, they were captured so they could work in repayment for the eternal life given to them by their European masters. In the name of this European God, both colonialism and imperialism um, became the, the foundation by how the gospel is spread throughout the entire world. This is not a love for your neighbor, but rather a hatred of neighbor so much that it oppresses the vast majority of the world in the name of this Eurocentric Christianity. It was really constructed to exclude us. When the French during the French Revolution cried out, Liberté, Garité, Enfranité, uh, liberty, equality, and fraternity, it was never meant for the colonized people in Algiers, in Vietnam, or in Haiti. So how the Bible has been read um, through the lens of Eurocentric Christianity has damned all those who live on their margins. Any Christianity that has nothing to say about Latinx children being placed in cages or in camps in Donio, Texas is problematic. Any Christianity that is silent about a neoliberal economic policy that robs the global South of the natural resources and their cheap labor is also problematic. Any Christianity in where Black lives do not matter is 
highly problematic. Or better yet, as James Cone said back in the 1960s, such a Christianity is really satanic. It is the opposite of the very message of Jesus Christ. So, so here's the question that we really need to wrestle with. Can or should a Eurocentric Christianity be pursued by those who live on the margins of society when that Eurocentric Christianity has been and continues to be life-denying to communities of color? I, I can't get over the fact that in the last election, over 80% of white evangelical voted for a man who clearly expressed racist and misogynist sentiments. And it's not just to blame white evangelicals. The vast majority of white Catholics, the vast majority of white Protestant, the majority of white Mormons all voted for a political person and system that has been life-denying to communities of color. So is my salvation and the salvation of my people dependent on rejecting this Eurocentric Christianity? One of my intellectual mentors, Jose Mati, wrote, Nuestro vino de plátano, y si sale agrio, sigue siendo nuestro vino. And, and for those of you who have yet to uh, learn the language of the angels, let me translate. We shall make our wine out of plantains. And even if it comes out sour, it is still our wine. And what Jose Mati in the um, late uh, 19th century was trying to convey is that when a people uses the symbols of another culture, they become subservient to that culture, unable to come up with their own thinking and their own philosophy, and I would add their own theology. What Mati was calling for, what I'm calling for today, is how do we develop a Christianity that is based on the symbols of our culture. And even if we make this Christianity, this wine out of plantains, and, and it doesn't taste good, it really doesn't matter because it is ours. It belongs to us. And we all know that what we have been doing is problematic because we've been pouring the new wine based on our culture into the old Eurocentric wineskins, causing them to burst, destroying both the skins and the wine. To love my neighbor as myself probably requires me to first reject a Eurocentric Christianity that has not shown love for our neighbors, but has shown hatred 
in the form of genocide and slavery and oppression and domination. We could say, well, maybe we need to raise the consciousness of Eurocentric Christianity. We need to speak truth to power, but, but I don't want to speak truth to power because power already knows the truth. The, the Gospels is very simple. Feed the hungry, provide water for the thirsty, clothe the naked, welcome the alien among you. They just choose not to do it because it threatens their power and privilege. As some of you may or may not know, I am an ordained Southern Baptist minister, and, and every Southern Baptist cannot end a sermon without an altar call. So, so I'm going to do an altar call today, because today is a day of salvation. But what salvation means to different communities may be different. See, salvation for communities of color, I would argue, requires the rejection of a Euro Christian um, theology that has been detrimental to us for one that is rooted within our own cultural symbols. Salvation for your Christians requires also the rejection of this colonialist Christianity and instead learn to worship the Jesus who's Latinx, the Jesus who is Black, the Jesus who is Asian, the Jesus who is queer. So, so, so let me end this sermon by, by asking you, which Jesus are we going to follow? And, and not follow intellectually, not follow by what we say we believe, but follow through the action of love, through the action of demonstrating our faith and commitment to the gospel, not by what we say, but by what we do. So I ask you, choose you this day whom you shall serve. As for me and my house, we will worship the God of the oppressed. Amen. Yashe. Reverend Doctor, thank you so much for that powerful and necessary and important word this morning that calls us to question salvation, love, and life, what it means to be church in a moment like this. And now I invite us to listen to a call from another member, Patrick, who will invite us even deeper into this movement. Good morning, Middle. My name is Patrick Love, and I bring blessings from Holyoke, Massachusetts. I am one of the lucky distant worshipers because my time at Middle began when I lived in Manhattan. However, shortly after I joined in 2017, I lost my job and eventually relocated to Western Massachusetts for employment. I spent my first year up here looking for a spiritual home to replace middle, like that was ever going to happen, but I tried. I knew I would probably have to settle for something less. 
During my first year up here in Massachusetts, I would occasionally join Middle's service via live stream. I didn't feel connected. Then the pandemic hit, and it seemed that almost instantaneously, though I know there was a lot of hard work, instantaneously the services transformed into these wonderfully produced and highly engaging events available on multiple platforms. I stopped looking for a church here and recommitted to Middle. Then almost a year ago, I and all of us received the news that our beautiful church had burned down. The pain of that tragedy clearly still reverberates through the community. However, even in the face of this terrible event, a new possibility presented itself. This loss has provided our leadership the opportunity to consider what a global middle will look like. The world needs middle. There are so many people like me, progressive liberal Christians, seeking a spiritual home, but not finding it where we live, and us not living within commuting distance of the Lower East Side. But the lesson of the pandemic is that middle can be that home, even to those of us at far distances. So to my fellow distant worshipers, I encourage you to do what hundreds have already done during this disrupted and transformative time. Join the movement. Join more fully together with this flock who is at the work of transforming the world through love, period. Middle needs your voices, your ideas about how best to meet your spiritual needs at a distance. Thank you and bless you.
let us pray. God of love, God of the oppressed, for these gifts that have been given, gifts of time, gifts of art, gifts of technology and space and warmth and community and friendship and gifts of money. God, we give you thanks and we give gladly knowing that you can take what we give and do things that we cannot even yet imagine. Bless us this day in all days. Amen. Okay, middle, we are coming to our closing hymn. We got one more touch of the Spanish for you. This is a little bit easier. Can you say, La mano de Dios? La mano de Dios? Yes, it's not el mano, it's a feminine. Isn't that interesting? The hand is feminine in terms of the article that expresses uh, the hand, in this case, the hand of God. La mano de Dios, it begins each verse and it ends each verse.
Ben, I'm going to ask you to just play that softly as we benedict. So we are lifting up about the hands of God. So I want to invite us if we would also just lift our own hands. Wherever we are here, again, in the physical space, in the virtual space, we might lift our hands. That we might touch one another in distance. That we might feel the presence of God here in this space with us. That we go from this place, but never from God's presence, remembering that we are too the hands of God. So let us go out and use these hands to break the yokes of oppression. Let us use these hands to go out and touch people with, with loving grace, loving kindness and mercy. Let us extend our hands to our neighbors that we might repair the breach and bridge the gap that too often separates us from people we are called to love. Let us use these hands to build a more just world and let us use these hands to open up the gates to the kingdom of God, beckoning all but enter. So let's go from this place, but never from God's presence. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let the church say it together, amen. That's amen and amen. <laughs>